Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, imagine yourself being a teenager in a creepy basement. Suddenly, you see a white shadow. And then, my God, is that someone collapsing on the other side of the wall? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number to share your real ghost stories with us. Of course, you can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you'd like a commercial-free experience of the show, also get advanced episodes, all commercial-free, our bonus episodes for you every week, and the full archive. It's the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. Then sign up to be a premium subscriber on Apple Podcasts. Even try it out for three days free. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, then uh, check it out over on patreon.com slash Stories. Or kick it old school on the website at ghostpodcast.com. Has anyone, does anyone use the term kicking it old school <laughs> or, or is using the word? All the time when in reference to a website. Isn't it kicking it old school is almost like you're kicking it old school if you're using the word kicking it old school. <laughs> I think that's kind of how that would actually work. Yeah, kids say it all the time these days. Tony keeps saying it. I love it uh, when I sing my, in, as, as, talking about kicking it old school. So I love her. I love uh, singing uh, Montel Jordan. This is how we do it on karaoke. And and there's, a, I'll never come back on an old school track <laughs> is one of the lines in the song. I so, forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, it's a great song. I can do, it, it's scary. I can do that very well on karaoke. I, <clears throat> I have never karaokeed in my entire life. No. But I'm telling you, if there was a lip sync competition to my prerogative by Bobby Brown, <laughs> oh my I God. would own it. I'm just telling you. <laughs> to my prerogative. <laughs> I can do what I want to do. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's funny. Those are the songs now that I hear uh, half the time at the grocery store. You know, it, it, it's I, I can't. There's so many times where uh, I, I totally feel like. People may catch me as I'm walking down an aisle picking up a bottle of, of uh, uh, is it Jif or Jiffy? When is Jiffy. The, what is the Jiffy. There was no Jif? Maybe it's Jif. I don't know. Because one's a, anyway, a whole other thing. Um, a bottle of uh, uh, whatever. Aunt Jemima syrup. And uh, just like singing along to whatever. And I just, and then someone's like, oh my God. And I'll be like, it's my prerogative. Do what I want to do. And I'm like, I'm buying like the fancy syrup now. You know, and. But if yes. Billy Ocean comes on, there's no stopping oh, it. It just happens. You don't the even sad know it. songs that make you cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love songs <laughs> often do. They can touch the heart <laughs> of someone who saying I love you. Yep, Billy Ocean. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. See, that's the thing. You find a song like that that you're into, and then you're walking in the grocery store, and you don't even realize you're doing it. And then you get home, and you go to YouTube, and you start looking for the song, and you're like, oh, that's I remember that music video. It's like, oh, there's any live versions. And then, like, three hours later, you've done, like, a deep dive on Billy Ocean's (laughs) library. And you're like, oh, my God, the kids, I forgot him at the game. They're still, oh, my gosh. 
their their phones are missing now and I can't find them all because you got on the Billy Ocean kick. When on, you pick uh, up your phone, it's like, oh, crap. Yep, exactly. Kids have been trying to call me for two hours. <sighs> that's, uh, that's the power. Didn't have a song like that's the power, power of, of love. love. Yeah, yeah, that I was the song. I think that was Luther. Was that Luther? Lu- yeah. Well, there was also there was the power Huey Lewis and the news, and there was yeah the power yeah that's the, the power of love. yeah Luther Vandross. Yep. Okay. Well, those are some ghost stories of dead artists for you right there. Billy Ocean's not. No, Luther is though. Yes, but not Billy Ocean. Not Billy Ocean. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, let's go to our first letter of the day. It says, back when I was maybe 10 years old, my mom moved into yet another house. We moved what seems like once a year at that point, but my mother was raising the three of us by herself. And looking back, I understand that she was always trying to get us somewhere better and safer. She ended up leasing a house in a rather nice neighborhood, snobby, if you will, but there was a lot of kids, so I wasn't as worried. But then we moved in. I've always been sensitive to otherworldly things, so right off the bat, I felt weird. Not negative necessarily, but not positive either. I was never one to be afraid of the dark, but in this house, if I was turning the light off at bedtime, I would psych myself up at the switch like it was a race and would run to my bed and stay under the covers. I always felt like there was someone in the doorway, even though I couldn't see anything. There was a large basement in this house, fully finished too, but none of us would set foot down there. It was fairly bright since it was an open concept, but you'd have to throw us down the stairs to make us go. We were terrified. One of the few days we played down there, we both saw an opaque white shadow of a person walk in front of the fireplace and then disappear. The house is from the 70s, but for some bizarre reason, the door to the laundry room in that basement was like an old, old shack or barn door. It looked like something you'd find at an antique market now from the 1800s. Anyways, my mom, who fears nothing, refused to go down into the basement unless it was to do laundry. And even then, she said that she saw the door close when she was alone in the house. The way the door sat, it dragged on the carpet. So to open or close it, you had to physically make it happen. I couldn't have closed with a breeze. She didn't tell us this until years later. There'd be days that I would be home after school alone and I'd often do homework in the dining room. My bedroom was at the end of the hall across from my mom's, but I'd always felt weird down there. So I avoided being in that there apart from the bedtime. I remember I would be doing homework and would hear loud footsteps coming down the hall from my room to the dining room and holding my breath, thinking it was an intruder. I'd peek around the corner, and of course, there was nothing there. This happened multiple times a week, and eventually I just started playing my mom's stereo to drown out what I was hearing. The scariest thing that happened to me there, I still remember 25 years later. My mom and siblings were going out for a bit, and I was staying home to have a bath. There are two doors to the bathroom, two for some weird reason. One is in the hallway where the bedrooms are, and the other open next to the front door weird that becomes important anyways i'm just washing up when i hear what sounds like someone collapse on the other side of the wall which is my mom's room like it's fucking loud 
It wasn't the house settling. It was someone big falling into the hardwood floors. I went numb. I thought maybe someone broke in. I know the hallway bathroom door is locked, but now that I have to silently get out and make sure the other stupid door is locked, I don't hear any footsteps anywhere, not even breathing. I'm trying to listen. I silently wait, freezing until my mom gets home in what seems like hours later. I told her what happened, but she shrugged it off, said something must have fallen down. I said, bull. My brother would sleepwalk like crazy in that house, too, and would go down into the basement during his sleepwalking episodes. He has no memories, but he did talk a lot of nonsense during these episodes. We moved out at the end of the school year, and I don't think any of us were sad to see the place go. It was in Petersboro, Ontario. The street view of the house is virtually the same as it was all those years ago, except the wood portion of the front was painted a medium brown color, and we had a swing that was on a huge tree. Years later, like when I was maybe 30, my mom told me that right before we moved in, the previous owner, a tenant, had died in her bedroom. That certainly explains a lot. That's why we got the house for such a good deal. It was a death house. I think what I heard while in the bath was him collapsing. It had been a heart attack, according to my mom. And essentially dying. Perhaps that day was the anniversary or something. I'll never know. I've been in multiple haunted houses since, but I've never been as creeped out as I was living in this house. My six-year-old even sees her mom's pet's cat spirit every night, apparently. I'm glad she's getting more of the positive sensitivities versus the scary ones that I seem to get. Thoughts on that? Oop, there, you go. there we go. There we go. I think it would be interesting to see the spirits of animals. Which is interesting because it wasn't even her animal. It was the grandma's animal or something. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know how that tied in. I mean, other than it's kind of ghostly. Maybe but... it's because then the child also has had mm-hmm. experiences. But I think... It's almost like how a movie ends where like the story's done and then the credits roll and then there's like a little snippet to what the sequel's going to be. That's what that, that was. that movie yeah. comes out. That's exactly what it was. It was the movie tease. Exactly. So, but it's, it's starring like B-rate actors and it's on like, I don't know, some network no one's ever heard of. That's on, like one step down from Lifetime. And you still have, you have to have a satellite dish to get it, technically. <laughs> and I'm not talking like dish TV, I'm talking like a satellite dish. <laughs> like like, like five the, foot in diameter. Yes, the five foot in, or, or even larger, like the eight to ten foot ones. And it's on like a specific <laughs> galaxy and you really gotta know where to you find got, the yeah. thing. Yeah. And once you've got it there, you can't physically move it anyway. And there's like 10% of our audience that even knows what I'm talking about. But those ones that that do, those ones that do are going to tweet at me and they're going to be like, oh my God. Hey, I'm on Twitter now, which I've, I'm actually using it. See, I'm on Twitter. I just, I don't use it. I use it to look at what other people have to say, but I very infrequently comment unless it's like a... Usually it's more of a politician's page that yeah. I might comment and I'll sure. call BS on something mm-hmm. or um, that's about all I use it for. I'm using it for true crime. 
quite yeah. a bit because um, we have another show you probably know about it because on the Sundays we run an episode over here. Uh, True Crime Today uh, and the University of Idaho Murders podcast, Four Killed for What, uh, we're producing over there and um, just following stuff. But I've been saying it on that show over there, like, you like to follow me on uh, Twitter and kind of neat. Uh, it, it's a different experience. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm pointing out the obvious that many have known for like 15 years, but I, I kind of get it now. I never like really did Twitter much, but in a real time especially a news heavy yeah. atmosphere. I really like it because I, I get a lot of leads on things. That I'm going to talk about in the show from other reporters and a lot we can communicate around and stuff like that. So it's been really interesting that way. Um, and then, you know, interacting anyway, it, it's the basics of social media, everybody, but <laughs> it's, I, amazing. it's just a platform I've never adopted. I've never quite felt right on it, but I'm feeling I, yeah, but, but that's more on the, the crime stuff. But anyway, if you want to follow it's Tony or at Tony B pod, Tony, T-O-N-Y-B-P-O-D uh, on uh, on the Twitter. I'm on there and I can't. Oh, just Carol Hughes. Just Carol Hughes? Mm-hmm, that's my name. Not. Uh, no, it's literally at just Carol just Hughes. Just Carol Hughes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I'll have to follow you. Okay. I didn't even. I'll, I'll follow you in the uh, while we're playing our next story. here. Okay. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go over to this caller. Hi, let's hear your story. Hey, so I love your podcast. I clean houses for a living, and that's literally all I listen to on repeat. And I thought I would call in with my creepy story. So I downloaded this app called Ghost Tube, and I was really skeptical about it, obviously, because it's from your phone. Um, so... I wasn't really expecting it to work and kind of just like walked around and had an EMF reader on it and it spiked up on certain things that had electromagnetic fields coming from it. Um, And I was able to debunk that. It only worked on things that had electricity running through it. So I knew that was working. Um, But it spits out a bunch of words um, based on the electromagnetic fields that is getting thrown at the phone. So I was at my friend's house and we were doing a little seance um, and I was holding my grandfather's necklace that is around my neck. I wear it 24 seven. And I was asking, I was just, we were just sitting down holding hands and we were asking if there was anyone here for me. Um, and the minute I grabbed the necklace on my neck, the app spit out grandfather. And then it said, Lisa and Lisa is my mom's name. So it literally gave me full body shivers, like this is crazy. There's no way this app could know my mom's name. And the minute I asked who is here with me, it said grandfather as I, like, I'm literally holding the necklace in my hand as I said that. Anyway, that was crazy. So then my friend was asking if there is anyone in the room for her. And she recently just had one of her friends, um, rest in peace, very sad story, but she was found in her closet. Um, she hung herself, um, which is very sad and tragic. But the app spit out, hung, rope, I'm so sorry. And we instantly, like, started freaking out, like, this is crazy, there's no way, like, this is crazy. And then the app said Terry. And the girl that passed away, her name was Terry Lynn. 
So then we were like, okay, this is crazy. So we got up and we stopped talking to the phone. Like we stopped like giving it acknowledgement or whatever. And um, a couple minutes goes by and we hear a big bang, like something in her kid's room knocked over. And we thought it was like a lamp or something, but it wasn't. We got up and it was a poster on her daughter's wall and the poster was held up with Velcro. Let me just say that with Velcro and it hasn't moved in that bedroom for the last like six years. It's been on the wall. It was physically ripped off the wall. That's the bang that we heard. It wasn't really a bang. It was kind of just a loud, a loud noise, but it was physically ripped off the wall. So we tried to recreate the situation And, like, we stuck it back up on the wall, and I ripped it down really fast from the corner, and it was the exact same noise that we heard. So whatever that was had enough physical, had enough energy or power or whatever to rip the poster off the wall. So she's at work. A couple weeks goes by, she's at work, and somebody that she works with is a psychic medium, and they told her, like, hey, do you have things happening in your house? And she was like... Um, well, yeah, like I had a, a poster ripped off my wall a couple weeks ago. Um, and then the girl goes, okay, well, I need to come over and cleanse your house right away. Whatever that is, you do not need to mess with it. Don't do, don't do that app again. Don't have another seance. So her friend from work ended up coming over to her house and cleansing her home. And I've asked my friend to do another seance, but she's too scared to do it. She doesn't want that energy to be in her home. But anyway, that was the scariest thing that I've literally ever had happen to me. And I was not expecting, like, I wasn't expecting it. And I've always been a believer in ghosts and the paranormal and stuff. But that kind of just, like, checked it off for me. Like, that was it. A poster being physically ripped off the wall that was held up with Velcro. And it's been on the wall for five to six years. Like, that is insane. Anyway, it's a short little story. I'm going to call in. I have a few other stories, but I don't want to make this one too long. But anyway... Um, have a great new year. I love what you guys do. I love that you have a platform and people are able to share their stories. So thank you and have a great day. Bye. Thanks for sharing that story with us. Thoughts on that? Okay. So what really did surprise me was that after that, it all happened. Then somebody goes to her friend is like, you need a cleansing of your house. Mm -hmm. And then she goes back to her friend and wants to do another seance. If I was at that friend i'm like hell no once you pop you can't stop it's like pringles you know you're just like yeah i um i had a seance once i'm gonna do a seance again but you could tell like that really scared the crap out of her but yet she was willing to go back and do that again it's a weird thing there's plenty of people that, that that go into situations and it's horrible, but they keep going back to it. It's called a cycle of abuse is, <laughs> is truly what that is. I mean, that's exactly what you're describing, <laughs> except it's with having a seance. But to the me, abuser I, is the whoever's coming out of the seance. And I, I think it's interesting that they had that app and the seance and everything going on and, you know, very clear, like, grandpa's here. And, like, Lisa, I guess, would be the validation that it would be her, her grandfather. Mm-hmm. They're going to say then, Hitler. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> That'd be Hitler. Like, That'd be, what? That'd be my luck. Hitler would show up. <laughs> Look who you got today. <laughs> Hitler. Wow. I'm just trying to have a seance. Who this is up today? not Hitler. who I expected at all. Awkward. <laughs> Nobody ever expects expects Hitler. But, but um, 
So it seemed very validating, you know, grandfather, Lisa, then, um, you know, the friend who had taken her own life mm-hmm. and her name. It makes me think with that, like it's friendly people around yeah. them. It's like grandpa's here. Like my friend is here. Mm-hmm. But then for the other friend to be like, there's something really negative in your house and you have to get it out of your house and I'm going to come do a cleansing for you. Which it's, sounds it, it, like it, an Instagram it, message it, I just recently got. Just going there. I was just, you beat me. You see, I was going to do the transition over to you and you already like, we just like. Well, as soon as I said cleansing came out of my mouth, I'm like, broke that. But yeah, you have, um, you, you, you like, I I like screwing with telemarketers when they call in and I will, I'll keep them on the line as long as I can and mess with them. You've been doing the same sort of concept with the telemarketing through text messages. No, it's not even telemarketing. Scammers through Instagram. I, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And so for me, it's kind of a lesson in creative writing. Yes. And the longer I take up their time, the fewer other people have to deal with it. Yeah. And I find it just kind of entertaining. But it was funny because somebody reached out and they're like, greetings, peace and love and light be with you always, my dear. I see a lot happening around you that has a connection to the spiritual, then physical, dear. I don't know what that exactly meant. Dear. How is everything with you and your spiritual life? So I saw that and I started laughing out loud. And then I text, I messaged right back. I said, are we talking demonic possessions or how often I go to church? And so then I kind of went back and forth with them for a while. And then I thought, oh, crap, this could be an actual listener of the show. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> and, you, and that's funny because you never really know when somebody at the beginning of their email brings up demonic possessions. It's either... <laughs> you, I you, thought it was... Not, a, probably not a common thing for most people in their emails. Which is funny, but I thought scam. Then I thought, oh, no, listener. Yeah. And then um, it went on like it got really in depth. And it's like your spiritual name in the realm of the ancestors is Oma Okuli, okay. which means a blessed child, someone that has a great destiny to fulfill, but it has been delayed by enemies. And enemies, Damn, enemies. are still taking steps to spoil the destiny. I'm like, how how can my enemy spoil my destiny? I don't know. Because if it's my... If it's my destiny, isn't it already my destiny? You gotta stop the demons. <laughs> Enough with the demons. <laughs> You're making me laugh. So anyway, I have been messing with this person because they s- suggested that I get a pure cleansing. Mm-hmm. I will perform this cleansing for you and cast out all the bad energies away. That's what it says. Cast out all the bad energies it's away. It's kind of like herbal essences, you know. <laughs> and remove blockages upon your life. Ooh, and blockages. And you will be filled with pure light and blessings from Oludamar. <laughs> No. Good old Ludamar. So then um, I'm like, does that mean I can't practice black magic anymore? Because <laughs> <laughs> it kind of felt like that to me. And then he said, yes, dear. I said, I'll have to think about it. It goes back two generations. So we go on and on and on yeah. and on back and forth about this cleansing. And then I'm like, do I come to your house? <laughs> How does this cleansing work? So, so then at one point he sends me that I need to get materials. That's where the money comes in. Materials. Local materials. And and gives me the name of these. Oh, Ilioka Akabashkipi Odagobo. Oh, yeah. I get that all the I get that at the 
It's down that one aisle. Yeah, so I said, I'm sure I can find them here with my dark magic connections. We're always using stuff like that. <laughs> and by the way, Carol is not into dark magic, just I'm in not. case somebody's like, Carol, you got to stop with that dark but magic But if you're going to send me messages like this, I'm playing along. Yeah. I'm just telling you that right now. So now I've just thrown down the, um, the like a dare mm-hmm. to people. They're yeah. going to all start messaging me to see if I buy it or not. True. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, so when they're talking cleansing, I'm like, oh, like this kind of cleansing. Mm-hmm. I ended up saying that I know, I said I lived in Ardmore, Oklahoma, just because I think that's a funny name yeah. of a town, Ardmore, because it sounds like an animal. And I said, well, there's a priest that lives right down the street here in Ardmore. He has a temple. I'll go ask him to do it. Now that I know the ingredients and I, and I need a white dove, I go, I've got some of those in the backyard. Like I got this. I got white doves <laughs> in the backyard, and it's like, but if you send me, if you send money to my store, I can get this for you right now. And I said, oh, I got it. I'm That's. Good. I said I'll Google it from here. But thanks for not trying to take money from me. <laughs> and the whole time, they're probably like, "What the hell is going on with this person?" That's the challenge. Keep them going long mm-hmm. enough, and then turn it around. Like, cause I had Toby Keith supposedly messaging me and then I said, <laughs> oh my God, Kenny Chesney just messaged me. And then yeah. it goes on and then I'm like, Kenny Chesney's got this cancer victim fan and it's really sad. He's raising money mm-hmm. for her. And so I just gave him all the extra money I have. Uh-huh. So I, it's just creative ways to, yeah. now they're like, what? She hasn't got any more money. Kenny Chesney. What do you great. do? Yeah. And what do I do now? another scammer <laughs> My friend who has a temple down the street, he's got this. Thanks. What I, the, the sad, scary part is obviously they wouldn't be doing this if it didn't work. Somebody's fallen for There's the a lot of, I think you could walk through almost any now, I did, store in, today in and that be like. last story, though, I yeah. didn't hear anything about money being exchanged. Sounds yeah. like the person just went and did the right thing. Yep. And, you know, it's not enemies messing with your destiny or anything like that. <laughs> You got to watch, heavy. you got to watch for the enemies that are messing with, it almost sounds like a, uh, it's your destiny. It's your destiny. It's like the lyrics. Your enemies can't mess with your destiny. It's like the lyrics to like a rap song or something <laughs> like, like, it's like a two-fuck enemies messing with my destiny. <laughs> Machiavelli up in this, you know, that's, you know, it's like, very Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. Machiavelli, if you please, enemies messing with my destiny. <laughs> California, love. you know, so. I think it's more of the Machiavelli record, actually. But uh, let's do a caller. Hi, your uh, let's hear a ghost story. Hey, Tony. Hey, everyone. Hope you're doing good. Um, still love the show. Um, I haven't really called in that much lately, but I wanted to call in with a story that I think is really interesting, and I think I'm ready to tell it now. So this happened back in March of this year. It was late March, right around April, and um, at that time, I had been talking to somebody for a few months, and, um, you know, I was pretty invested, and obviously, you know, if you're talking to somebody for that long, you're going to be pretty invested in in the bond that you have with them, and, you know, just the potential of something more building later on, so... um, I started to notice that something was up with the person I was talking to. You know, I started to kind of sense that they didn't really like me as much anymore. And um, 
Yeah, was, I mean, I was getting pretty upset. I just had this gut feeling, and literally the night before it all fell apart, I had a dream, and I don't know if it was a dream or what it was, but I saw a woman that very closely resembled my grandmother who passed away back in, uh, like, 05. I think she passed away that year, um, 05 or 06, but basically, like, over 15 years ago, and... I saw a woman in my dream that closely resembled her, but in the dream I didn't process that it was her. If that kind of makes sense, I just realized after I woke up, but they told me, you have to go, it's time to leave. And, and, and they were saying something like that. I'm not sure exactly what they said, but that's what I remember. And um, I think that was their way of telling me, you know, you have to get out of this situation to avoid being hurt because my gut feeling came true the next day when the person I was talking to left me for somebody else. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it hurt, but in a way it felt like that was my grandmother watching over me because um, my house, my parents and me think that we've seen her and um, other relatives who've passed on in recent years around the house. So if it really was her in my dream, it's kind of cool to think that I have, you know, a guardian angel watching over me, um, considering that she's probably around the house too, if that's, if that's who we saw. Um, Cause you know, in the, in previous years, my parents and me have seen like shadows and stuff. And I always used to see and get the sense that something was in my parents' room. Um, and one time when I was younger, I saw a woman that looked not like what my grandmother did um, when she was older. But when I described the woman to my mom, she said that that was what her mother looked like when she was younger. So, you know, I, I assumed that Maybe that was um, her in like a different form or something like that. But I mean, this is a little bit of a short story. Um, I didn't want to, you know, make it too short, but I just wanted to call in and tell you about that because I thought it's really interesting that something like that can happen where, you know, you get this kind of guidance from a relative who's passed on. And it's really cool to think that if that's who that was in my dream, that they're watching over me and that, you know, they have my best intentions in mind um, or they have my best interests in mind. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I mean, thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day. Um, hope this wasn't too short. I just wanted to come on here and tell you about that and see what you think. Um, but yeah, I love the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing that experience with us. Thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts uh, on this are, uh, if it was a grandma, I understand where it's coming from. It's more so, it was almost like bracing for impact, um, where, where, where it may, you know, especially, you know, it sounds like he was, he was, you know, ready to take it pretty darn hard. And, and I think maybe he needed some sort of intervention, yeah. something to say, look, you know, dude, you're going to be okay. This is not as, you know, end of the world as you may think it is at this point in your life. And uh, somehow more emotionally gave him that awareness, um, not even necessarily through words, but just kind of through action and, and emotion. And I think that a lot of us pick up on those signs, like, you know, mm -hmm. like inside, like this isn't going anywhere or I like that person more than that person likes me or whatever it is. 
But a lot of times, like, you know, in your gut, yeah. things are getting ready to be over. Mm-hmm. So he could have gotten that feeling. You know, you pick up on those vibes yeah. from other people. And then I like to think that those people like your grandparents, um, parents and people mm-hmm. who, you know, very important to you who pass on. I like to think that they're there whenever you need them. Yeah, they you know? they want to help you too, trying to get through some of those things. Because, I mean, without some of that guidance, sometimes people can go very far off the rails. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think some of that, whether you have it interpersonally with people who are alive, uh, or maybe sometimes if, you know, the folks who are watching out for you realize there's nobody really right here that's, that can kind of, caught, you know, give them the, the cushion for this blow. I'm going to find a way to do this. I think maybe that can happen. And yeah. and I, I wish to God more ghosts would come back and do that for other people because there's a lot of people who could be very, very hurt by this and it goes uh, way off the rails. I'm just speaking from doing true crime too much on the other shows. Yeah. But, I, but I'm in no way insinuating that you would ever do anything like that. But I'm just saying having just that that outlet, that, that something that's there that shows you're okay, you're going to be good. That, that, you a bit it of makes about all it. the world a difference. Yeah. Yeah. You get that little piece in that. Yeah. Kind of like, okay, I'm not alone. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Do greatly appreciate it. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, then hey, become a premium subscriber on Apple Podcasts. Get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, the whole archive, the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, and it's all there for you ad-free. Check it out, Apple Podcast. Try for three days free. Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. It's over there if you're not on Apple uh, or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Carol and Tony, thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs>